and welcome back to the third episode of the student show um brought to you by the Ulster university students union as now you're probably all well aware that i'm sophie and my co-host today is actually my podcast partner in crime chris whose um idea it was to start this podcast um he actually interviewed me for the job and has had to deal with me gurning about editing and memory sticks ever since so chris take it away Oh yeah, um, I'm Chris Chambers, the current Vice President for Sport Melbourne. Um, as you say, like I had the idea for the podcast probably about 18 months ago, actually when I was an activator for the sports part of the, of the Ulster University Students' Union. Um, it kind of developed from then into what it is now. It used to be going to be some sort of reporting service for sports scores and talking about all the good things that sports clubs are doing and all that sort of thing which we still do here, but um, it's more generic now to kind of talk about student experience more. Yeah, and you are Vice President of Sports and Wellbeing. What does that entail? So it, it's basically an advocational role where I'm kind of the figurehead for sports clubs um, across all campuses, um, going in and chatting, making sure they're happy, I represent them in meetings, going um, with sports services, making sure they have facilities booked. and then. But there's an entire team mm-hmm. of staff members that would, deal with them on the ground majority um but uh, that's only a part of my role the the second part is obviously with the, the well-being side of it making sure i'm in connection with student well-being and mind your mood and um talking to students about their their overall well-being very good um is there any well as obviously you're head of sports i'll let you take the sports report in this episode because you made fun of me because i couldn't say preliminary which I learned how to say. Um, anything I know, anything coming up that or anything that's happened that's been of note? Uh, well, just over the weekend, Dean Adams from Athletics, um, he ran the fourth fastest time in Ireland, um, 60 metres indoor, so okay. well done to him. And a congratulations to Jerry Freed for winning a gold medal at the British Intervarsities for Judo. Um, and then golf A and B team um, won their first round of the college's match play championships. Well done, everyone. Also, I just want to mention that the candidates have been revealed for the student elections that are coming up and you can see all those on the social media pages and on the website and um, we've got to look forward to all the campaigning that's coming up and that'll start on the 6th of March. So on our episode today, we're actually joined by a special guest, Tom McGee, who was a student here at Ulster. Tom, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thanks very much. So my name's Tom McGee. I studied at Ulster for four years at Jordanstown um, doing sports studies. I graduated in 2018 and I then went across to Liverpool and done a master's degree at Edge Hill University. I did a master's in sport physical activity and mental health. Very good. So um, obviously we have a topic for every one of our episodes and this week we are tackling something that is a really big issue here in Northern Ireland um, and especially with students and um, mental health it can ha- affect anyone, um, everyone, everyone has a different experience at university. So what are the, some of the things you know that affect, do you think affects students' mental health? Well, I think it depends on the time of year you're talking about. Like as I said in a couple of the episodes before, is like coming to university for the first time can be stressful, especially if you're leaving home for the first time. Yeah, definitely. I was quite lucky that like, my parents chose a house that was really, really close to Jordanstown so my journey into uni was literally like two minutes mm. I still drove but like <laughs> I could have walked but yeah. I still drove in every day um but I, I can empathize with the people who are having to drive from like Fermanagh or like you're, yeah. you're you're actually like living in Belfast where you're 
originally from Fermanagh, where you're got to 75 miles away from home. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the same when I was at Ulster. I was, you know, five minutes down the hill, close. And then I obviously packed up, moved yeah. country as far as Liverpool. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was tough, you know, yeah, going to a completely new place on your own mm-hmm. where you've never been away from family. And then it's like a new culture new way of life i know it's only england but yeah, you know, no. it is it's tough like for me i loved i've loved my time at university like when i was on belfast like i i never really had any problems with my mental health or anything like i really enjoyed my time there you know um obviously i felt a lot of pressure and stress that was obviously very much greater than when i was in school but nothing that i couldn't manage but i it, like it's more like this year's hard but Obviously, there's such a pressure when you go to university. There is a massive jump mm. that so like stress is a big is probably a really big part of people's problems. You know, keeping on top of studies, keeping on top of jobs, yeah, things like that. Yeah, I think I have probably the same throughout my whole undergrad as well. Like the balance of like your work life, uni, social life sort of balance that you're trying to think about the whole time. Like I don't actually think the masters was as hard on the balance side of things as it was for my undergrad because in undergrad you've got all this pressure like you've got loads of modules Mm -hmm. coming up and you've got your dissertation to worry about no definitely like it's it just again it just affects everything affects people differently like um a big part of my university life for me was my social life like i mean obviously i i I did really well in my degree and i worked hard but for me when i went to uni it was I'm going to live on my own. I'm going to live with my friends. I'm going to be going out every night. And that was great for me. But like, there's also, there's obviously a lot of downsides to it as well. Like, you know, when you've maybe had a few too many and you wake up the next morning with a fear. Like, I mean, I've had times where I've had the fear so badly. Like, I won't let my friends in my room. I won't leave the house. And that's so, it's so bad because it's literally not real. Like, and it's, and it's also like a pressure to keep up with the social life. Like, as yeah. I said, like I went with a full expectation of this is what student life is. It's yeah. going out and partying. Mm-hmm. And for many people, like, you know, for a lot of people that is, like a lot of my first year was spent doing that. But a lot of people that isn't their cup of tea. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's the idea that they're if they're seeing everyone else going out on a Monday night, do they have to go out on a Monday night? Yeah. And that mm. might just not be something that they enjoy. There's a big thing that would fit into. It's called the social evaluative threat where you feel like you have to live up to something mm-hmm. and be a certain way and because you're in a certain area that's the way you have to be yeah. and if you're not you're going to be judged you're going to look down on you're going to think well I'm not like these people and then it's like well I have to go and be someone else and put on this mask that we talk about for mental health and it's you're living up to the or you're you're being affected by the social evaluative threat and it's all about like the inequality and being who you don't want to be yeah and it's it's okay to say no, no yeah, I don't definitely. want to and so what 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 people think you know. yeah sort yourself like sort what you think of yourself before you think you care what other people think of yeah. you definitely like that's something I had to learn because I very much my whole life have been a people yeah. pleaser and I and it's not until this year I've just sort of like I don't care mm-hmm. like what people mm-hmm. think like you know I would have never done something like this when I was in school or even at mm-hmm. my undergrad at yeah. the thought of people that I went to school with five years ago would be like who does she think she is? And now I'm just like, 
this is something that's good this is something i really enjoy doing and it's going to help me in my future mm. and why would i why would i let what like the like fear of what other people think of me stop me from doing something that i yeah. actually want to mm. do yeah i can definitely relate to what you were saying uh about that tom like I think a lot of my first year undergrad was kind of like that, where you were kind of around a certain type of people. You would you would go out, have a good crack, go out a couple of bars, clubs. Mm-hmm. I think spent a lot of time in first year doing that, and then second year came, just I couldn't be bothered with it anymore. Yeah. Um. Well, one didn't have enough money to go out every weekend anymore, Fair. but um, I think uh, yeah, that that first year was kind of that threat that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But then moving into the second year, realizing, oh, this is actually worth, was it like, I don't know, it was tiny, it was like 5% or something for our I second year. I know, I know. And then uh, final year was the full whack, but I don't yeah. think I went out at all in final year. Like, mm. Maybe once, I don't even remember, but yeah, probably didn't. Yeah. yeah. But finances obviously mm. are a big thing too. Like, I know that um, uni can, like, financial stress at uni can be a really big part in people's minds. You know, if you are moving out, you're now paying for rent for the first time. You have to remember to top the heating up, top the oil up. Um, you know, buying your own groceries and sorting your own books. Like it's university, is big money. Like yeah. even to graduate, it costs you like seventy quid, mm-hmm. which is it's mad. <laughs> uh, um, not to mention the people coming with you. I know. Like it's like fifteen pound a head <laughs> for like cream and strawberries and to see you walk <laughs> across the stage. But it is, it's big money, and um, I've always had a part time job, and you know, I would do monday to friday in uni and then mm. friday night to sunday in the bar to make money so mm. that i could survive and it was yeah. it was okay when you're getting a loan and it's great when your loan comes in mm. and you go on a big spending spree and then you're left thinking what am i going to do for the rest of the year yeah, how I am know. i going to pay for halls and especially now at a postgrad you don't get a no. ma- you don't get yeah, maintenance that's the worst like being in liverpool doing the masters it was because i was a northern ireland student mm-hmm. i only got the five grand or whatever it was so they only paid for your tuition fee yeah and then any the guys who I was sitting beside, so I'm the only person in this country to have the degree in oh, wow. sport and mental health. So all these other ones who were from England, Wales, were like, "Oh, what, what's wrong?" And I'm like, "Well, you are sitting on ten grand. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting this paid for me. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the tuition fee paid, but then I have a, an apartment to go and pay for. I know. I have my own house or my own groceries to go and pay. You are all going back to mummy and daddy. I know. You mm-hmm. know, or to your own house, and it's like, it's it's, it's, it's not really fair, and it's it's hard to that constant like where am i going next like mm. what am i going to do next like will i have enough to top up the heating and you know mm. and then shared responsibility when you're living with other people like whether it be in halls in a flat with people you don't know or you're with your friends like it's it can be it can be it can take a big toll on you like you don't unless you talk about things you're not gonna know yeah like i think through undergrad coming into masters like i i always had more than one job I, through my masters i was saying to tom earlier on i, I had five part-time jobs during my at masters. the one time I, at the same time like probably a good few during the undergrad as well but um i got quite comfortable like and even though i lived with my parents like i got quite comfortable knowing or being the guy that was like no, i can't actually go out like i got mm. used to being that person mm. that you could rely on to to not go out because of financial reasons but i it was kind of sad because I missed out on a few things that I probably would have wanted to go and do, but I just didn't have the money for it. And yeah. I was with me staying at home, so I can't imagine what it was like going to Liverpool for the first time. And that's I think that's important to mention now is that when we talk about mental health, it's always very negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas mental health 
it is a positive thing. It's something that we all have. We talk about being physically healthy, go to the gym, we're fit. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it positively. Um, and when we talk about mental health, it tends to be a lot of negativity around it. Whereas it can be positive. It should be positive where people do feel that they can talk about it. And what we have been discussing about what can affect your mental health, it's all been social sociological yeah. a, a sociological perspective we maybe haven't thought about it mm. but we've been talking about it sociologically and that's something that gets missed when we think of mental health and mental illness it's a lot of psychological issues or biological or yeah. when we think of treating it it's psychological treatment or biomedical biological treatment mm. um, and we miss the social side of it whereas the sociological perspective can play a massive role in promoting positive mental health and helping our mental health because we've all talked about being away mm-hmm. affects it. That's that's a social problem. Where we live, where we're born, where we grow, where we work, where we age and where we live all affects our mental health positively and negatively. Mm-hmm. So if it is where we live that's affecting negatively, it can affect positively. What we're talking about money is mm-hmm. a social issue. Stress, workload is a social issue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always think that social media, like, it, we're obviously, we've grown up on a really, like, technological edge. And, like, I think back, like, my mum and dad, like, when they were at uni, like, there was no mm. you love. There was no, <laughs> like, there was nothing. There was, they were going on nights out to the pub and they would have yeah. to go down. Well, I'm, I think they'll, I'm sure they had a house phone. I don't know. <laughs> they had to go knock the door and be like, right, he's going out tonight, you know, whereas social media is such a big part of, our lives I know I'm like I know for myself like I would definitely say I'm like addicted to my phone and it's there's like the whole social media culture can obviously be a big part of how people's mental health affect like I mean literally look at the news at the moment like Caroline Flack yeah like you know it's it's just become such a massive part of our lives that it's hard to remove it's, it can be very hard to remove yourself from it like I know that um seeing like if I wake up in the morning and I see a photo of Kendall Jenner and she's in a bikini on a beach in Barbados, I'm like, and I'm about to get in the car and head to Korean to do five hours in class. I'm like, yeah. why is why yeah. why is that her and yeah. why is that not me? You know, it's it's like what you how what you see can affect yeah, you as absolutely. well. Yeah. I think that's massive. It's like your perception is your reality, and you know, there's loads. You hear it every day. Social media is bad for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Social media is bad for your mental health. But it's not because social media isn't really a thing. You can't point at social media walking down the street and saying, oh, that's that's that person affecting mm-hmm. my mental health. Mm-hmm. Social media, it's, it's how we use it. Yeah. And it's people. It's the people involved mm-hmm. with social media and how people use social media. It's not social media because if you use social media positively, it affects your mm-hmm. mental health positively. Yeah, that's it's, totally fair. If you're looking at someone thinking, that's the way I want to be, unfollow that person be comfortable with who you are yeah. be, be confident in who you are because being confident in who you are isn't about thinking you're better than everyone else it's about accepting and being happy with how you are and knowing that you're being the best you mm-hmm. yeah because like i would say i'm a very like social person like i mm. love to be around, like surrounded by people like i could chat to anyone but there's a lot of people out there that probably aren't that way and a lot of their friends are probably made online and you know um or even things like like pages like you love or like society pages and things mm. where you can meet people that are a similar way to you that maybe you wouldn't come across in any other way but social media. So I, I, I would say like 
to like just completely discard social media as a bad thing yeah, yeah. like it's it's completely wrong yeah I'm, I'm very much the opposite to you like i would hate nothing more than to be surrounded by like a million people like i'm very much an introvert i've got a small group of friends mm-hmm. that i've probably known since high school primary yeah. school some of them um and i just can't i, I just can't be bothered making new mates it's it's just too much effort like it was touched in the last episode like actually going up and yeah saying hello i am this and i'm i like this but, but sometimes you're forced into that situation yeah. like i didn't have the luxury to go to uni well mm. I, I went up to uni with my friends but none of them did my degree none of them mm. do this postgrad so you, there's some of those situations where you have to like force mm. yourself to meet, like i mean even doing this job i didn't know any yeah. of you when i started so you know no no like even whenever we like me and tom did the same course we came from the same high school and there's one there's three of us there's me you and one other person come from the same high school like mm. it, yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to make needed to make yeah. friends I made well. more friends doing my masters in Liverpool than I did in my yeah I think I've probably said course. I made yeah. more friends in my masters Strange. yeah I didn't know anyone I knew one person and he was from the other sports course <laughs> but yeah there was only the, the one person that I knew from that kind of course and I think there's three or four of them that I stay in contact with mm. from, from that master so I'd say probably from the undergrad, the entire four years of that, I'd made more in, in a year of a master's than I did over four years in the undergrad. Yeah, mm. it's like obviously um, friendships, relationships, like we touched on in the last episode, um, obviously are a big part of, can be a big part, like an effect on your mental health and things as well. Um, mm. Mm. Again, that's you know, the sociological environment. It's thinking about your relationships and your friendships and family and what friends you have or don't have and mm-hmm. who can you turn to when you're feeling down and mm. it's important to have those protective factors there's the whole like like an it's like the thing and he, over here is people like don't want to it's like everyone's worse off than you yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. you don't want to be like oh like oh i'm missing my friends i live 25 minutes away from me but her down the road she's going through an awful breakup and yeah. you know yeah. why is my problems worse than anyone else's and yeah it doesn't matter like that's that shouldn't be the case if you have a problem that's your problem no yeah. matter how small or how personal to you that problem is something that needs to be talked about yeah and, mm-hmm. I and think, that's it yeah, yeah again your perception is your reality and what if something is affecting you bad then it's affecting you bad mm-hmm. whether it's going to affect the person down mm-hmm. the street in the same way yeah it doesn't matter you go and talk about it that this is something that's affecting my daily life it's yeah. affecting how i'm living my day mm-hmm and whether it's just affecting you by you're you're, da- you're a bit down you have a mm-hmm. low mood but at the same time it's still affecting you yeah and whatever's getting you down you, mm-hmm. you talk about it and yeah. I don't think oh but someone's worse someone's off worse, you know yeah. it's you, you have to sort yourself out and mm-hmm. before you need to sort yourself out before you can go and help other people out yeah. and mm-hmm. it's more important to look after you first and foremost mm-hmm. to then go and be the better person and the best person to everyone else yeah and then and i know um Chris, I'm sure you probably know a lot more about this than me, but like, if there's if if you don't feel comfortable speaking to your like friends and stuff, um, there's obviously loads of people you can contact at the uni mm-hmm. that can help you out. Like, who would you? I you know to? there's there's multiple services. Like there's mm-hmm. student wellbeing who have people who are, are in support of you as a as mm-hmm. a student at Ulster, and you can contact them on any campus. Alternatively, you've got the advice bureau within the student union that can basically take in have a wee chat with you no matter whether it's academic advice or mental health but 
Um, if it's out of ours, you've got the lifeline that we, we would promote on all mm -hmm. of our out-of-office emails and um, just basically trying to signpost as many students as possible because I think the main thing is is trying to tackle the stigma yeah. Um, yeah. Around, around mental Absolutely. health. But I think um, the main thing there is, you know, when you think of mental health and even talking about this, it was a bit like, what do we say? What what, yeah. what How do we approach this topic? Yeah. Mental health is mental health. You would go into your friend and say, oh, I had a dicky tummy last night. I wasn't well. I had the flu. That's your mm. physical health that everyone's fine to talk about. So what's wrong with going and saying, do you know what? I've been a bit down the last couple yeah. of days. Yeah. And I think also it's important that it doesn't have to be the wellbeing services. It doesn't have yeah. to be mm -hmm. the, the, the counselling services, Lifeline. You know, you've got Samaritans and was it one one six one two three is the the helpline? It doesn't have to be these people. Mm -hmm. We all have a responsibility mm -hmm. to look after yeah. each other. The other services you have, if you don't feel comfortable dealing with it inside uni, mm -hmm. where you don't want to go to the the uni university services, or you don't want to talk to someone face to face, or even you don't want to talk to someone voice to voice, um, you can. There's a charity called Shout. I am a crisis volunteer for that charity. Mm -hmm. Um. You wouldn't come through to me, but um, you, it's a text line service. So you would text shout to eight five two five eight, and you would be you would get an automatic response first, mm -hmm. and then you'd be put through to a crisis volunteer who is fully equipped to yeah. deal and help with anything. Um, and it might and because it's a text service, it feels more comfortable, more relaxed, mm -hmm. and it might yeah. might suit you better to do that. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of yeah plenty of help out there. But also don't feel like it has to go there. It can be mm. you. You can be that person to go and help. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't feel comfortable, know your referral points. I think it's, it's also what you touched on there about training and knowing what to say and how to say it. I, I did the four-day mental health course. It was really intense, but really valuable. Um, but I think for students, I think it's really important to at least go out and try and get more awareness around it. Like um, Mind Your Mood have the Look After Your Mate training and Safe Talk. There's loads of stuff out yeah. there that they're putting on for free for students. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just basically keeping your ear to the ground and knowing where those workshops are and yeah. sign up for them. Yeah. And Sometimes it might are. not be as serious as having yeah. to go and phone Samaritans, mm -hmm. Lifeline, Shout, whatever it is. You know, sometimes you, you've seen the five ways to well-being. It's mm -hmm. the equivalent to your healthy, physical five a day, yeah. five fruit yeah. and veg. Do your five ways to well-being is be active, keep learning, connect give and take notice yeah mm. you know if you can tick those off each day and think yeah i am looking after my well-being mm. i am looking after my mental health you know that that's something you're doing you're, you're doing something about it it doesn't have to be oh, i'm going to speak to a counselor i'm going to go to the counseling services or i'm going to phone um yeah. lifeline it doesn't have to be that serious and again we tend to look at mental health as how can we intervene mm -hmm. how can we stop this crisis that's happened mm -hmm. rather than thinking how can we prevent it yeah. from happening yeah. like you were saying there, like being proactive like i know for myself i had mentioned there about like social media and things like i don't follow any influencers i don't mm -hmm. follow any models and that's just personally for myself like i know people like i i would look at them and you know keep up with their lives and stuff but i don't follow them because i know that when i wake up in the morning that's something i don't want to see and that's yeah. just one small change i make for myself that you know i do to keep myself happy and you know um if i'm like i would get up and i'd go to the gym in the morning before unis 
um and that's big thing for me like if i don't get to the gym like i'll feel like horrible about myself but mm. even when i'm waking up at six o'clock and i'm going why am i doing this to myself i'm about to go on and do five hours uni today once i do it i feel so much better yeah, about yeah. myself i have a clear mind a clear head and like is there anything that you you do personally yourselves mm. that you would like do well, to keep yourself I, like i am a, well when i say terrible for this but i am really bad for organizing my life to the minute See, um, you send me a pile of calendars yeah. for uh, for <laughs> calendar requests when we're doing yeah. these podcasts. I think you're pretty organized. Yeah, but I mean, like, I organize pretty much every second. And I think for me, like, it won't work for everyone. Um, but for me, I, I know what I'm doing from 8 a.m. to the morning and what I'm having for dinner, like, probably the week before. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, no, that that helps me yeah, personally. Like, absolutely. Um, when I did go to the gym, and I haven't been in like like two years, but we're, <laughs> well, we're, not to, go. we're not gonna talk about that. Um, but I think it was my undergrad. I think I went to the gym like half six in the morning, got back at half seven, had a big breakfast, went into uni, spent nine to five there, and then went home and well, did my work and stuff in between. But mm. that was that was basically how my life went on Monday to Friday. Yeah, I think it's important too that what is going to help another person isn't going to help you yeah. too mm-hmm. it's, it's what's going to affect another person isn't going to affect you so it's about finding what is going to work for you do the things you enjoy it's important to emphasize that if you are feeling down it's okay you, yeah. it's okay to not feel great because yeah. it's okay to be sick physically it's okay to vomit it's that's fine mm-hmm. so it's okay to feel down it's okay to feel nervous doesn't mean you're depressed it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you've yeah. got anxiety Again, if, if you've got feelings or like you are feeling down or you are anxious or you're nervous, that if it's lasting for more than two weeks, mm. you may be depressed. You may have anxiety. It's not, we're not here to diagnose and mm. think yeah. you're feeling down, you're depressed. No, it's not that. Yeah. It's, so even before, like, it's okay to be sad and down. If you feel like you're isolated and you feel like that's something that's causing you to be down, there will be a club out there somewhere yeah. with with some interest that you have, whether it be theatre or like a law society mm-hmm. or anything. Like, you know, something that you have an interest in. Mm-hmm. There is going to be hundreds of people out there with the same interest as you. Yeah. So, like, even just joining like things like that at university mm-hmm. or like would be like a like, big thing. I think another thing is like a lot of people just associate sport with elite. A lot, a lot of the clubs on every campus actually have like social elements to it. Yeah. I like this year. I'm I'm part of the badminton club, and I see all these like elite level players like hitting this thing across the court like a hundred mile an hour, and I'm sitting there with like my t-shirt on and like just a pair of tracky bottoms like hitting this over the net, <laughs> and like I feel inferior to them. Like, but, but yeah. I'm just there for the crack. Yeah. yeah, that was sports for all. Was always yeah. social aspect for me. Like yeah, I played yeah. on my local Gaelic team and I was awful <laughs> awful like first match I got on I ran on and fell and like on, running onto the pitch fell <laughs> and I was like but I wasn't doing it like I wasn't yeah. doing it because I thought I was going to be the next county star I was yeah. doing it because I had good yeah. crack and it was yeah. good fun to be around those people yeah. but I was the same I so I'd be quite a competitive runner locally and um, I was obviously doing my own training quite advanced running but then I also was doing couch to 5k so I was the coach on couch to 5k and I got more enjoyment out of doing that yeah. and running around mm. with these you know 40 year old women <laughs> who could just about run uh, yeah. for a minute but I got more enjoyment out of that because they were doing it for mm. the love of it yeah. whereas very easily in sport 
that can nearly when we talk about oh they look after your mental health go and be active but when we think of sports people and elite sports people that can nearly be the cause of poor mental health mm-hmm. and mental illness is the sport mm-hmm. so then what do they do if it's we're telling people to go and be active but when they're being active it's it's affecting them mm-hmm. negatively and causing their poor mental health what do they do and it's then looking like what else can we do and yeah. think back to why you're doing it mm-hmm. to enjoy it yeah to look yeah. after yourself to have fun and, that, and that's like university you know it obviously is a really really important part of your life you know what you do at university will maybe be what you do for the rest of your life mm-hmm. you're also here to enjoy yourself and mm-hmm. i think you need to remember that too like it can get stressful and obviously it can get down you can be lonely you can feel anxiety but you know your lectures aren't you're if you if, if you think that oh my goodness i'm gonna fail this test i can't get this essay done this lecture is gonna hate me or mm-hmm. they're gonna think i'm stupid that's not what the lect- your lectures want for you they want you to be enjoying yourself they want you to be you know learning but also they want you to be in a sound mind mm-hmm. and you know if you need to talk to someone mm-hmm. talk to someone because it's so important that you don't let yourself suffer in silence yeah. like i think that's a really good point that you make like lecturers want to see you pass they will not even just see you pass they want to see you do really really well yeah. like it is important to have that chat with lecturers like yeah. like talk to them like if they if they are there for you like you, you can have a chat to them about how you're feeling um but ultimately like you can talk to your lecturers all the lecturers in my undergrad and, and postgrad like they were they were sweet with me like whenever yeah. I, I went up to them to chat they about just workload want, they just want you to they, they want you to do well but doing well at university shouldn't like you shouldn't sacrifice your well-being and your mental well-being for good grades because yeah. it's not it's it won't yeah. be worth it because if you're doing something that you're stressing out so much over you're finding it hard to struggle and you're putting yourself in like a bad situation to do it then it's not probably what you're going to be mm-hmm. doing for the rest of your life don't do anything because you think oh i'm going to be paid great at the end of this you need to be doing something that you love yeah, like that's definitely not why i did a sports course like, oh mm-hmm. I have, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think uh, if there was like 60 people in our course there's 59 of them who are not doing sport as a career yeah, yeah i did drama <laughs> and english as well so um i'm clearly not an actor so. <laughs> but like you know i like i'm doing something i really really love at the moment and i think that's definitely saved me a bit you know because all those days that i was down sitting alone at home I knew that I was getting up the next day and I was going to be going in and I was going to be doing something like this, sitting in a radio studio, mm-hmm. you know, practicing TV, writing stories for the news, like, and that motivated me. I'm doing something I really love at the moment and I think that's obviously a big important part of university time too. Yeah, it's important to have a fun, balanced life. You know, yes, work hard, but when you think of how it's going to get a bit scientific, but how the brain works, in simple terms it switches off after 45 minutes i can't really concentrate after 45 minutes Mm -hmm. so why sit in the library for four straight hours stressing yourself Mm -hmm. out getting bogged down work Mm -hmm. take a break chill out go for a walk go and get a coffee go support your library guys (laughs) just do what what you like do what you enjoy and when you're fun or when you're having fun and you're relaxed you're comfortable and you're happy that's when you're going to perform better in uni in your work doing yeah. your, your studies scrolling through journals after journals and writing thousands of words it's going to help when you know that do you know what actually i'm taking a break in 10 minutes mm-hmm. I'm, I'm allowed to take a break it's easier when i take a break mm-hmm. you're it's okay 
So we mentioned a few things there earlier um, that we did to improve our mental health or um, you know keep a positive well-being and uh, we reached out to some students to see if they had any advice or they could give any guidance and we actually had a lot of great responses. Um, a load of people like myself and others uh, mentioned going to the gym, you know, playing sports, um, exercise have been a big thing and I definitely can relate to that. I'm sure you can as well. Yeah. Um, Someone said, positive reminders, um, like making a list of everything I can do and mm. I have achieved rather than what I can't or haven't. I, I, that's that's really massive. Good. That's yeah. Positive mental good. attitude. Like, yeah. I've went through a lot, not negatively, but a lot has happened in the past sort of, say, year, mm-hmm. 18 months, I suppose. And only, I would say, about three weeks ago, I actually wrote down everything that I've done and mm-hmm. achieved. And it's huge. Like, yeah. you people just go through life just go with the flow that's what everyone says but we very rarely actually take a second take a minute to just pause and think i'm actually doing really well here i'm I'm really really bad for that as well like i'm i can't take a compliment like i literally someone says something that's another thing over here people people can't take compliments yeah i just walk out of the room like (laughs) someone gives me a compliment like i'd say later cheers No, um, other ones here. A lot of people are mentioning like positive podcasts. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you might laugh, and you did laugh earlier when I told you. But Gemma Collins podcast. <laughs> I swear, she uh, she's my spirit animal, and I I wouldn't listen to any other podcast in the way up in the morning but hers because mm. she just makes me laugh. You don't even listen yeah. to this podcast. I'm in this podcast. <laughs> I, I live this podcast. <laughs> That's a drive home one. <laughs> I think it's different for everyone on podcasts. Like I, I'm very much involved in football or soccer, but like mm. I listen to the Peter Crouch podcast, football daily. Massive. Yeah. yeah. Peter Crouch, see if you just want to laugh. <laughs> like, That's like Gemma Collins. Yeah, you don't even have yeah. to care about football. It is hilarious. And it, I would do a lot of travel with work, so I do a lot of driving. And all I do is, is listen to podcasts. And you just, something that's going to make you laugh and get the time in. Mm. And, even just laughing is good for your yeah. mood and mm. um there's a couple of you know sort of specific to mental health of you know fair and cotton a happy place mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um she would have a lot of different guests on and they would just talk about their life and then how they're maybe they've dealt with their mental health struggles and different things but it, it's a good mm-hmm. good podcast and then you've got mental health foundation podcast um and they would just have a different topic or theme around mental health each week. Just listen to something that's positive and yeah. that can help. And um, we've got a submission here, and it's actually really. I think it's really good. Um, he said, "My advice to students, whether they're worried about work um, they've done in the past or deadlines to come, is to stay in the present moment. Use the day you're in to make steady progress rather than dwelling on what you could have done." And I think that's obviously a yeah. really, a really, really big important one for people studying at university, mm-hmm. because, like, if I look, if I think and sit back and go, "Oh, well, I did really, really, really bad in that module," mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go and be doing a similar module here now, and I'm gonna do really bad in that module, mm-hmm. then. I am going to do really bad in that module yeah. because yeah. I'm telling myself and I'm perpetuating that on myself. Yeah, so yeah like in first year, I, I failed a module. Um, and then in final year, like it ha- just so happened to be my, my highest graded module. And in final year, like if I had gone into that module, well, I did go into that module thinking, oh, I'm going to fail <laughs> this anyway. Um, but just with the guidance of the, the, the lecture, like like it was actually a really fun, mo- and, and on fun mm. modules, like one of those ones that you talk about. Like I, yeah. I, I remember what, I wrote mm-hmm. in one of those essays and it was really really fun to do yeah and then um, obviously um we mentioned it before like you love is a massive part um 
of university and at the moment and it has become a really big um part of people talking about their mental health um mm. you know we we think what we thought it would be a bit impersonal for us to be reading anyone's personal comments um that have been posted but um there's loads of ways and resources um that you can access on the you love page and you know it is great that people are talking about their problems and even if it is anonymous and even if it is to people that you don't know or people that you'll probably never meet you know if you if that's your way of reaching out to people and if that's a way of speaking or even just getting what you want off your mind mm -hmm. then i say continue to do it and you know um chris i know you implemented something to do you know yeah, people can put their v no, numbers in it, or something it was myself and well myself one of the other sabbatical officers student well-being team and um the admins for you love kind of came up with the idea of putting in b numbers to the, the mental health posts it just helps like with with talking to student well-being it's easier for them to to look for those people especially if they're a crisis situation and it gives them someone to reach out to if, the, if they need it like they the, the admins can just pass on the b number to student well-being and they'll get in touch if they think it's you need to get in touch with like i think it's a really good thing that that's come from the page like people are talking about mental health issues more mm. um, than people underneath those comments or, or actually commenting their advice mm -hmm. um, on those situations. Well, I, I think it's definitely a positive thing yeah. if the advice yeah. is, is good, resourced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a psychologist or a counsellor to yeah. help someone with their mental health. If yeah. you have a positive thing to say or something nice yeah. to say, say it. Don't yeah, hide definitely. it. You know, mm -hmm. just talk and yeah. say what you think. Well, um, that probably will round us up for this episode i know it's maybe not as been as um lighthearted as talking about tinder stories and pulling people in the anchor but um we thought it was just something very important that needs to be talked about and hopefully in us chatting very openly about mental health will encourage you or anyone listening um that it is okay to talk and if you want to get in contact with the show if you want to get in contact with myself um you're absolutely welcome to. I'm there to talk to anyone and I would uh, hope that something maybe you've heard in this episode will help you or you can take something that we've talked about and um, use it to improve yourself. Um, and next week we will be doing um, student lifestyle. So everything and anything in between of being a student. And if you have any stories or um, any funny anecdotes or anything, um, you can contact us at the student show at uesu.org and um just say thank you very much to my lovely guests for today yeah, and my co-host so um i've been sophie mclaughlin chris chambers and tom McGee. thank you very much for listening